Hello, and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on ageism? Um, I am against it. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And um, sadly, I'm probably in this category where I can be judged now on my age. You know, I'm not the the sprite under 30s that, you know, everybody seems to be hiring right now, but, um, or is seen as the ideal candidate. That I, should, I should probably preface that because definitely in some higher roles, you know, people with more maturity um, and more experience are still look sought after, but those jobs get, you know, less and less as, as time goes by. And, you know, it really would be great if, you know, people doesn't think about that at all. Yeah. Um, it does come up. I mean, it's really the idea of diversity is diversity of all types, Mm -hmm. not just, you know, a lot of times I think we talk about with maybe ethnicity or something, but it's, it's, uh, age and cultural background, experience levels and all kinds of things. So a broader variety of people just makes your team smarter. I think so too. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, just having that, you know, full breadth of experience can only help your team regardless of what the position is. Yeah. You know, one thing I think is interesting is that I think that, you know, more years of experience, more age is sought after and respected at like a senior leadership level, Mm -hmm. but maybe not just as an individual contributor. Right. Somebody just recently said to me like, well, I've just been the person that does the work my whole career. Mm -hmm. And now I'm finding at, you know, my experience level, people have expectations that I should have been, you know, in a leadership level by now, but that's not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do the work. Right. So, this person's like now in kind of a funny position. She feels like she doesn't get offered the job she actually wants, but she doesn't have the experience for what people expect she should be doing. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's definitely an interesting twist for sure. Yeah, um, because there are plenty of people who are just happy, you know, just doing the work. Yes, you know? they and enjoy producing. You know, being a designer or writer. You know, producing the work. They don't necessarily want to be managing a team mm-hmm. or, you know in a lot of meetings or whatever goes along with all of that. And it's probably best to just listen to them because, you know, if they don't want that promotion and they're happy where they are, I mean, what's better than a happy employee in a, in a great position. Yeah. (laughs) It's just getting the work done. But there are some times where, you know, you do have to interview and, um, or some people have, um, like when layoffs happen or I remember this very vividly, you know, from the recession that was going on in 2008, we, a lot of the candidates were a lot older because the middle management was cut and we had to deal with a lot of people trying to get back in the game after being pretty comfortable for a while in um, these jobs that they just were at for so long. Yeah, and sometimes it was really challenging and, you know, a little bit heartbreaking working with some of those candidates because they really weren't prepared. Mm -hmm. They may have worked at the same place for, you know, 30 years. Their whole portfolio was that company's work, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a little one note. You know, Mm -hmm. if you only Mm -hmm. work for a certain company, you do Mm -hmm. work that looks like them and, you know, is the type of things they needed, maybe not as broad as what um, employers were looking for. And in a lot of cases, they hadn't done a resume or portfolio or interviewed for years, maybe ever. Like they got their first job and were like, I've never had to look for a job. I always just got, you know, somebody said, hey, do you want to come over here? And I said, okay. So um, it's been, you know, it it is challenging when someone Mm -hmm. is suddenly in that 
position. Yeah, and if you're out of practice for that, it's, it's definitely very difficult. So I think um, what we should talk about first is, you know, if you are that older person trying to get back in the game, what, how do you get into that interview and how do you kind of conduct yourself? Yeah, and just to maybe define, I think that it's interesting. I recently <laughs> remembered, I guess I knew this, that age discrimination is 40 and above, right. which to me sounds so young. Yes. <laughs> However. It's very young. That's the number. <laughs> that's the number we're talking about. And, um, you know, when they look at studies and stuff, usually they're talking about, you know, quote unquote, older workers are like 45 and up. So mm-hmm. we're talking about people who are very young and have lots of years of work left in them. Right. Um, these are, you know, they're by no means elderly, right? (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) elderly and aged. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if you're getting back in the game, there's a few things that I think that, you know, we could tell people based on some things we told people when they were kind of going through it too. And I, I think it's, you have to kind of, um, almost give yourself a makeover of just about everything, you know, um, how you present yourself both, you know, professionally and, you know, physically, um, kind of look around and see, you know, that, you know, what the new trends are. And I don't think it's a matter of, um, cause I, th- I automatically will feel people pushing back on this thinking like, well, that's not me. Um, it can be you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're that, and if you're still wearing things that are out of date or out, not trendy or, or things like that, it, it might be time just to kind of update that look anyway. Mm-hmm. And update in, in every way, or I guess, I think what you're really saying is just like be current. Yes. So like, what are the skills that our companies are looking for? Make sure you have those. Yes. How are people presenting their portfolio these days? Mm-hmm. You know, it's mostly electronic. Maybe it's on an iPad. You should probably do that too and right. not have your, you know, three by five leather portfolio anymore. You know, it's just sort of looking around and getting a feel for what are people currently doing and wearing and mm-hmm. how are they showing mm-hmm. and talking, you know, about their work. And so you know, maybe talk a little bit about places where you could find that out. Like, what if you don't know? Right. It might be, you know, talking to friends, first Mm -hmm, of all, and mm -hmm. hopefully you have friends of a wide variety of age groups yourself. So you're talking maybe to people who are working at different companies and and can give you insights a little. If you do a little crowdsourcing of a lot of opinions, then you can filter down the the ones you keep hearing over and over. might want to follow those. Right. (laughs) And a lot of this advice is, you know, not necessarily specific for people that are over 40. Um, there's many times where we coach people at any age and say, you know, this is professional dress. I mean, when you have very young candidates, you know, and they are wearing flip-flops, it's like, no, you should probably get some shoes. And that is how you should present yourself because that first impression is huge. Um, Or, you know, just, you know, how dressed up, they always ask, well, how dressed up should I be? And we always coach them in that regard. So in this regard, I would say, you know, same sort of thing, you know, just kind of brush up on, you know, what you're look is and make sure it's fresh and current because that's what people are going to question you the most about if you walk in with a like an old suit and you know or or something that people wore back in the 80s or whatever and and sometimes it might be just based on the culture of the last company you're at too and that might need a refresh um and just do a little research and see you know what is everybody that company dressed like Mm -hmm. you know you want to fit in and um and talk to, uh, you said talk to friends, talk to people younger than you, talk to people the same age as you, talk to people that um, have a look that you like, and, and perhaps they can help you as well get a, a good look together. Yeah, and like you said, it's probably the same advice we give any candidate, mm-hmm. regardless of age or not, you know, find out what that company is like. What's their culture like? What do people there wear? Right. What are the expectations? You know, like how how techno 
logically advanced are they? How they expect to see your portfolio? You know, all of those things. It doesn't really matter what age you are. You still are targeting that company. Mm -hmm. So you want to present yourself in a way that appeals to them. Right. So they, this person will fit here. Yes. And it doesn't matter how old they are, how young they are, but they they will fit here. Right. Um, and then I think um, where people were starting to get a loss too, you know, back like I, I referred to um, the last recession, um, we did see a lot of old books, you know, where people brought in their, their life history or people that brought a very traditional portfolio in. Um, definitely get that current too because one of the things that people are going to want to see is that you know all the software, you would be able to, figure out how to make a PDF and put it on a laptop or on, on an iPad and present that. Um, if you could somehow get some help and get a website so you can send a link, that would be great too to, have, to share some samples. Uh, but then again, it just talks about you know how you're current, how you're not doing things the old way. And it's these little subtleties that, that are what people are going to pick up on. It's always the subtleties. Yeah, I totally agree. And and so that's a wonderful segue into some of the things maybe not to do. And those are often subtleties too. Mm -hmm. So I personally, and this has happened several times in interviews, even you know for us, that people say things like, well, I'm old. Mm -hmm. Or I'm old school. Right. Or, you know, I just want to... <laughs> I don't know how they will put like, I just want to do something for a few years and then retire. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? You are not making me <laughs> excited to want to work with you. Right. Like to me, there's no reason to say anything about your age. I can't ask you about your age. Mm -hmm. So why are you telling me that you feel like an old person? Right. It's, it's illegal for us or anyone to ask you your age. Yeah. And, and if that's how you're presenting yourself, then like my impression of your enthusiasm level just went exactly, you know, Way low. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow, this person's a drag. Yeah. So there's, to me, there's just no reason to bring up things that aren't relevant to the role. And, you know, being or feeling old is not relevant to the role, <laughs> frankly. It's like, can you do a great job at this job? Right. So I guess part of it is like, just don't, um, and I think sometimes people do it. It's they're trying to be a little self-deprecating mm -hmm. or a little bit funny, but it's that thing where, you know, there's a grain of truth in what right. you're saying. You believe that if you're saying it. And I'm that. So now I'm questioning why you're telling me this. Yeah. And then that automatically sets the stage for me. That's like, well, if I put you in front of a computer, am I going to be training you? Or are you going to even be receptive to using a computer yeah. or doing some of the things that are more technologically advanced within our company? Um, if you're already just kind of laying that out that with this, I've, I've given up attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of it is just, um, stuff that you don't need to share. Like people are voluntarily sharing that they don't need to. And uh, like another thing is, um, someone may reference their kids, but mm -hmm. they don't need to mention that they're in college, you know, right. they, they have children. You don't need to tell me that they're 28. Right. Like, because now I'm good, I'm you know, the math. I, I can do the math, but I don't need to do the math. Like, it doesn't really matter. So a lot of times I feel like people offer up things that aren't relevant, but they're actually hurting mm -hmm. themselves. So a lot of it is maybe being thoughtful about how you phrase things mm -hmm. or just checking yourself. Like, do you have a bad habit of joking about being old? If you do, you need to probably break that habit before you do it in an interview. Yeah, yeah that's actually some great advice. Um, so, and, um, there's other things that you can do too, just how you carry yourself, you know, just don't act old. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it, cause we don't care how old you are. Right. You're here to do the job, but if you're making, you know, a little bit of a spectacle of, you know, that that's 
very front of mind for you or you're very awkward about it or things like that, you're just going to get eliminated. You've already exhausted me. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I want someone who's just going to come in and just, you know, just kick butt. And th none of those things that we had said as examples makes it sound like it, this person's going to come in and kick butt. Right. Like you just want someone who's going to come in and have enthusiasm and excitement and energy for the work they're doing. And you don't really care how old they are. Like age, it's that thing like age is just a number. It mm -hmm. is like somebody can act old and be 30. Oh, yeah. Or they can act young oh, yes. and be 60. Like it doesn't really matter. It's more how they act and how they carry themselves, yeah. like you said. So it's really not about the number. It's really about how you behave and how you present yourself. Right. And present yourself is, is really what's key because also you will be representing the company in some regard either with clients or, you know, just other people in the community. And if, you know, oh, look, they just hired this fuddy-duddy, you know, that's going to really stand out on a, on a company that was, you know, just really on the edge or new and fun and fast-growing and things like that. It's it's not a good fit. Uh, not a good fit. So that's what you have to really kind of look for it. Yeah, um, and present. So in presenting yourself, really think about how you're presenting your work mm -hmm. and your experience, you know, talking about your work and what you do and what you get excited about and what you've learned recently. And, you know, it might be fine to say, hey, I started as a print designer. Mm -hmm. And over all of my years of experience, these are all the things I've added on and learned. And mm -hmm. now I also do websites and I do social media mm -hmm. and I do whatever. That is a great story to tell. Right. You know, you're you're talking about how you've continuously learned and evolved yeah. and you're gonna learn whatever the next new thing is we don't even right. see coming yet. That is much more attractive when you say, you know, I'm like I'm a fast learner or I, I have learned all these new things and the technology's changed and I've kept right up with it. You know, yes. I'm ready for the next thing. Like that's exciting to an employer because you know, we're hiring people now that in five years from now we'll be doing new things that aren't even invented. So right. you need somebody who can keep up like right. that. Right. And you're proving yourself that you're able to do that. Right. And it's also worth mentioning in interviews as well, you know, where you were on um, a conceptual level as well. Because if you're the idea person, that sort of thing is really valuable. That sort of experience to come up with campaigns, to come up with new ways to do things. Um, that's what people look for. I mean, there's tons of people to do the work, but if you're the idea person, that is automatically giving you more value as well. Yes, yes, I agree. I think an, another thing is really, and this is for any age, but really working to connect with the person you're interviewing with mm -hmm. and talk about um, your other soft skills. Like if you have worked with a really diverse team of all different age groups, that's a great thing to share, mm -hmm. you know? And if you have you know, different kinds of experiences, but also, you know, connecting with your interviewer and also understanding and being okay with, it is a strong possibility that your boss will be younger than you. Right. Maybe by a lot. And if there's a way that you can, without coming out and saying that, but you can just, sh you know, share that that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked on a big team with all different ages from, you know, interns in college to, you know, people of other generations, like I, I love working with a variety of people, like however you can sort of express like, I'm not going to walk in and think because I'm the oldest person I'm in charge. Right. Because I think that right. there's a little bit of concern about that too, mm -hmm. that maybe people are concerned you think you should be the boss because you have the most experience. Right. But you're not going to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it might be fair just to even come out and say some of that stuff. You know, I'm ready to work with a team and not really necessarily talk about, you know, running the company. Um, 
but even regardless of what experience you have used, I would just like to come and contribute what I have. You know, I have a ton of experience. I think I can, you know, help mentor some of the younger people here or, or mentor anyone on the team, maybe even keep it even more vague. Um, but essentially, you know, really kind of build yourself into, into an asset and you might even have to kind of connect some dots for them because you might walk in and immediately they might think, oh, older person, you know, I don't, they're not going to be a fit here. Show them how you can fit, you know. That's really what's kind of key here. Yeah, and I think that's probably the case for anyone who may be a little out of the, you know, quote-unquote norm of the expectation for the role. So if someone feels like they are the person who is a different gender than is usually in that, you know, there's lots of industries that are very either male or female dominated. If you're the opposite gender, you may feel a little bit like an outlier mm-hmm. or someone who's from a different ethnic background or a different country or whatever. Like in if anyone who feels a little bit like a slight outlier to the, you know, quote unquote expected candidate, you know, the first thing you're doing is just showing how like, yeah, I, I'm going to fit right into just, you know, I can hang with the guys mm-hmm, or the gals mm-hmm. or the whatever. Right, right. And and don't feel like you have to, you know, start dressing like a teenager to fit in or using a lot of slang terms and things like that because that, too, is going to set up some red flags. Um, <laughs> that really, will totally backfire. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're really just showing, you know, presenting your experience and how you could be an advantage with all of that experience and, and show that you're current. I mean, that's probably the few words I can put it in, but it's also kind of an emotional thing too. Nobody likes to talk about getting older and things like that or trying to explain how you're going to fit in. But, you know, if it's a great opportunity, it's definitely worth fighting for. The other thing we want to talk about too is um, how companies can attract people um, of an older age, um, over 40, which is just kind of blowing my mind every time I think about that because I think that is not old (laughs) on so many levels. Um, but, um, yeah, there might be some instances where, you know, you started up and you ended up maybe hiring a lot of younger people because, you know, they were just entering the workforce and you, that's what you get afford. But now you need a, more of a senior person to maybe help lead the team or do something like that. It could be a variety of different scenarios, but that one is what I came off the top of my head. So we're going to go with that. Um, so if your company seems very young, you know, if you have, you know, foosball tables and beanbag chairs and everybody likes to drink at their desk and you know that might not necessarily attract an an older or more experienced I should say um can't pool of candidates um so you have to kind of figure out what it is that's going to lure them in and in many cases you can get some great people that just really want to help your business grow and it's not that scary of a thing but you have to make sure that they they're not just walking into some sort of play school I guess you know yeah absolutely I think it's a lot of just looking at your culture and assessing like is your culture welcoming to a wide variety of people Mm -hmm. because you know what you just described like yeah exactly like you know if it's all you know beanbag chairs and day drinking there's a lot of people you're also not going to attract you're Mm -hmm. probably not going to attract maybe a parent that needs to get home at five o'clock who could be an amazing contributor, but if they're expected to go to happy hour every night, they're right. not going to fit in. They're not going to stay. Right. You know, it, you could turn off a wide variety of people. Right. <laughs> and if that's a big deal, it's like, well, we, that, you know, that person doesn't fit here because they don't come out and party with us. You know, that's a cultural thing. That's yeah. A, you might, need to think about problem. your culture. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I think, um, you know, taking a look at your culture, is it, is it broadly welcoming or at least I guess I should say, is it welcoming in the way you want it to be? If you just want 
you know, 25 year olds working there, you can have whatever culture oh, you absolutely. want. Like absolutely. A business is a business. You can make whatever culture you want. But if you're trying to attract a broader variety of people, mm-hmm. you need to make sure it's welcoming the kind of people you want to attract. Right. And make sure that it's about the work also, you know, and it's not, you know, this person is here. They don't come out drinking with us, but man, they really contribute to the bottom line, you know, and, and that could be perfectly fine. Um, for, for all people included. But, um, yeah, it's, it's again, really tricky because I, I, if you're trying to woo somebody in who's going to bring a lot of experience, maybe have a, they have a deep client base that will help grow your business or they're the, the, the new salesperson is going to work with a, a client that, you know, that's generally who they work with, you know, that's that's model of person. Um, you want them to stay. You know, it, there's nothing worse than investing in somebody and then they just say, you know what, I just really don't fit in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and don't put them in the position to feel like the parent of the group right. or whatever. Like, that's not fair to them either. Right. They're there and as much of a part of the team as everyone mm-hmm. else. Um, I think another thing you really can look at, and this is probably more on either like the business owner or the HR side, is looking at some of your hiring practices mm-hmm. and You know, are there ways that you can, uh, I guess not so much, I mean, are there ways you can attract different kinds of candidates by going to different places and looking for them? That's one piece. And then another piece is how you review even resumes. Like there are things you could do, um, like for example, some companies review resumes without names. They just look at experience. Or you could review resumes, but maybe you're only looking at the you know, last 10 years of experience, even if someone has more, maybe you're blocking it out. It's like, let's just Mm -hmm. look at 10 years across the board just to, um, not call out, you know, someone is older because they have 30 years of experience or someone is from another country because their name is spelled with unusual characters or whatever, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of block out the things that don't matter about the work, but sometimes distract mm-hmm, people about mm-hmm. the candidate. And so some of that's more, you know, internal hiring practices, but you can just kind of look at, are there things you could do that just level the playing field a little bit for right. people? Right. It's, um, it's that same idea of, I was listening to something recently about when orchestras did not do blind auditions. They were very heavily male Mm -hmm. when they started doing blind auditions where the people were like behind a screen or something. All of a sudden orchestras became like 50, 50 male and female Mm -hmm. because it was just about the music. But before it was really, and people who would have said they're not discriminatory, they still, they almost like couldn't help themselves. Even if they were like trying to be aware of it, it It still happens. It's trying to defeat that unconscious bias. Yeah. And, um, there, there are ways of doing it, but you just it, you just have to work a little harder to get at it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, maybe you have a set of 10 questions you ask every candidate. And, you know, maybe there are certain things that you do to make it very consistent. So mm-hmm. you're really just weighing the things that matter with the job as opposed to getting distracted by things that don't matter. Right, right. Um, so... You know, I, I think it's really kind of coming at from both sides. The companies have to be open and welcoming, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, to mm-hmm. people of, of fr- from different age groups. And then yeah, a lot of it is on the candidate. It, it really is. It's to, you know, present yourself in a way that makes age, like, just not an issue. It really shouldn't be an issue that is even being discussed. But So don't make it an issue. Yeah, so don't bring <laughs> it up, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. 
If you have a topic that you would like to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at portfoliocreative.com.